0: Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, I'm talking to a certified dog trainer who's taking her modern dog training education to the masses through online courses. We talk about how this makes a positive impact on people's and pets' lives around the country and the logistics of how she created the lessons. She's also making a difference in her local community by supporting assistance dog programs and volunteering her own time as a therapy dog team that helps kids find the confidence to read. Stacey Bowers is the founder and head trainer of Curious Canines, an online dog training education program that hosts flexible, positive, and certified online courses to bring modern dog training education to people and their dogs, regardless of their schedules and location. Stacey uses part of the profits from her courses to give back to assistance assistance dog programs throughout the country. Stacy is a CPDTKA certified instructor, national dog agility finalist, and has over 16 years of hands on experience in dog training and handling, as well as a bachelor's degree in animal science from Purdue University. With her own border collie, Stacy has competed at a national level throughout the Southeast United States in dog agility before moving to her current home in Southern California. In addition to Stacy's training experience, she and her border collie Briggs are a volunteer therapy dog team in their local community, and they can be found exploring local hiking trails and coffee shops around Southern California as often as possible.
1: Hey, Stacy! Hello, hi, Tori. Thank you
0: so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on here, and um, I think what you're doing, making dog training more accessible and, and kind of taking it online, is so
1: unique and so needed. Oh, well, thank you so much. I It's something that has been a dream of mine for quite a few years now. And, you know, when I've been hearing over and over again, the needs of the community and, you know, pet parents across the country, I just, you know, I knew it's something that I needed to do. And I'm glad that it's launched and it's out there for everyone now.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's really great. So tell us, like, back in time a little bit um i guess you started doing more traditional in-person training tell us how you kind of decided to you know transition your model to make it online
1: sure absolutely so yes you know in in the beginning you know years ago and still a little bit today where i'll do some behavior consulting in addition to curious canines but long ago How I started is, you know, how a lot of trainers will start, you know, helping out with group classes. My background started, I took some obedience classes long ago with my Australian Shepherd and uh, discovered dog agility. And I still do that today, obviously, um, with my Border Collie Briggs, and I just fell in love with it. It's such a fun activity, met so many fun dog loving people through it and uh, helped out with group classes. And then uh, more recently, I've gotten involved with doing more private behavior consulting work in home uh, private training. And what I kept hearing time and time again uh, through group training, if it was performance dog sports or if it was private uh, behavior consultations and behavior modification work, is that, you know, not everyone's schedule can accommodate a weekly group class. And for some people, it's wonderful. You know, if you can go in person, that is absolutely amazing. And sometimes it just, you know, your schedule doesn't allow for that. And then what happens also is, you know, I'll have friends, family members that live all over the country that will reach out and they want some assistance. And, you know, I I, I would love to hop on a phone call, but what I would What I really wanted to do is to provide guided courses that really go through what I would do if I was in person with them. And I bring Briggs on and we do demos and I explain what I'm doing first and then we demo it and recap afterwards. And it's a full guided experience over the course of eight weeks. And that's what I wanted to put together for everyone in an online format that could be accessed, whether they're you know, across the country, in another country, regardless of their work schedule, that you can access it regardless of your time zone. And you can still get that modern reward-based education uh, wherever you are and get those basic lifestyle uh, training solutions.
0: Yeah, I think it's so great. I think that um, it's interesting because... I, in addition to kind of being part of the pet industry, I also would consider myself part of like the online business community. And online courses are like a major thing that ton of tons of people do. I have my own online course <laughs> that I offer. Um, and you, I always hear people saying, you know, they, um, they love doing one-on-one coaching or consulting with people. But by doing an online course, you take something that's one-on-one and you convert it to one-to-many. So you can touch you know, dozens of lives or hundreds of lives, depending on how many people are, are signing up for your course. But it's a way that you can make a bigger impact without having to spend hundreds more hours of your own time doing it. Like basically you're spending the same amount of time, but you're able to help so many more people. So, you know, it's really, I'm so happy to see this kind of starting to become a trend in, in the dog industry as well.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree with you. And from like a community standpoint, like you mentioned, that's just so impactful for for me and to know, look, you know, this message of modern training can be shared, you know, across the board, and you can make that larger impact. And also, in addition to that, you know, we're able to now give back once a quarter, we're going to be working with a different assistance dog program across the country and donating a part of our profits to them and partnering with them. And that's all part of that community to help share their message. And uh, for me, that's a huge part. I want to touch more people. And that's the wonderful thing about things like social media is that, you know, I can talk to someone who's up in Canada that I might not meet otherwise, or be able to connect with and and, uh, connect over dogs with and how they impact our lives in a positive way.
0: Yeah. And I think that like the more people like we all kind of have our own little niche that we're in, but the more people that we can sort of convince that they should spend like all their time with their dogs.
1: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I am all about it. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: So we were talking a little bit before, before we started recording and you were um, talking about, you know, dog agility as sort of a hobby and a sport and encouraging more people to, to get involved in that. So can you just talk about that, about like how, you know, what that's brought to your life and, and why you think other people, especially younger generations,
1: should Absolutely. get into that? Absolutely, absolutely. So it's something that, you know, you can't see me, but I I smile so big when I talk about this, because it's just, it's the thing that it will just be an absolute lifelong passion of mine. And what it comes back down to is, you know, as I'm sure many people can relate to, I mean, I'm one of those people where literally the first memories that I can recall in my life are about thinking about dogs. I mean, it's (laughs) constant, just constant. And so uh, when I was 12 years old, I got the opportunity to bring uh, an absolutely amazing Australian shepherd into my life. He's no longer with me, but um, he just made the biggest impact on my life. Um, And I, at that age, you know, got involved with obedience classes and, you know, it's like the rest is history, but I got involved with uh, dog agility pretty early on. And it was just an instant connection with people. You know, I was a little bit Uh, a little bit quieter when I was younger and uh, shyer and it just totally brought out a different side in me. And I could see it brought out a different side of my dog, you know, active Aussie. And he just was such a wonderful dog to learn with and experience that connection with. And, you know, what I kind of saw is you know, as I've gotten the opportunity to travel a bit across the country, is uh, you know, there's not a lot of young people doing doing dog agility. You know, over here there's a little bit more. Um, but we lived in Charleston, South Carolina before this, and it's really nice when you get involved with an amazing community. Uh, and so, a big part of this, what we're looking to uh, launch here, not too long, is uh, more dog agility online courses as well. But the biggest thing is, I want people to learn these skills that they can apply the basic kind of like lifestyle training solutions and training skills because there are so many activities out there to enjoy with your dog i know you know a lot of those that listen probably already know that but uh, you know feature to the choir here but it is there's just so many amazing things to do and you know dog agility is one it's one i love and i know a lot of other people do but there's so much out there to enjoy with your dog and the nice thing is is Little, you know, little changes with, you know, building, an, you know, a connection with your dog, little training activities that you can do can make a big impact long-term with your relationship with your dog. And it allows you to like go out on that hiking trail or visit the coffee shop or maybe try a dog sport. And you don't know where it'll, where it'll take you and the connections that you'll, that you'll make with other, other dog owners and uh, meet some other happy dogs that are enjoying it.
0: Yeah. And I think that, um, you're right. Like, you know, if you get into dog agility and start kind of doing that, it's not like you're going to go out and walk your dog and do like parkour around (laughs) the neighborhood, but like you just, you build your relationship and they're going to, you're going to get to know them and they're going to get to know you. And then when you go and do your day to day things or hiking or sitting outside at a cafe or something like that, they're going to be so much more responsive to
1: what you want them to do. Absolutely. And I have a soft spot for those, you know, the herding breeds, the sporting breeds, and they sometimes can have a lot of energy and it's a great outlet for them. uh, So you can live, uh, you know, that well-rounded lifestyle with your dog.
0: Right. And I, so years ago, um, my dog, Lucy, she's seven now, but when she was less than one year old, um, I used to have this, this crew of people that I walked with at one of our parks and my whole, my whole life, since I've had dogs, we, we got our first dog when I was probably like 13 or so. And I started going to, um, this local park where people took their dogs and everyone there was like an adult. Um, and Mm -hmm. when I was, when I was 13, you know, I remember thinking that these people are all so old. They're probably like, we're my age now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) but they were all like adults. And I just, um, you know, I think because of dogs, I've just always hung out with people who are a lot older than me because like you said, um, it's just, you know, at least over here on the East coast, there's a lot of older people who are really into their dogs. Um, mm-hmm. so I had this group of people I walked with, with Lucy when she was around one who were really into dock diving and they invited me to a dock diving competition and I took Lucy and it was just so nice. Everyone was so welcoming and it was her first time. It was my first time. And they were so patient and like told me, showed me exactly how to do it, stood out on the dock with us. And it was just so fun. And I just was on Facebook the other day and you know, like your memories pop up. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it popped up with a video from that. And watching it just like brought such a smile to my face. And although I, I didn't really like get super into the dock diving, because there was too much sitting around. <laughs> I, I didn't have the patience for it. Um, but, you know, it's just, it is such a wonderful memory, and just such a wonderful experience. And Lucy, like, we just still do it for fun. We don't do the, the competitions anymore. But, um, you know, and I think that, I, you know, I've met so many people through my dogs, um, that I would never meet if it worked for them.
1: Oh, absolutely. It, gosh, one of the best connectors, right? I mean, it's just, it, it breaks down barriers. It's just, you know, I, my, one of my favorite, I have a lot of favorite things when I ha- when it comes to dogs, but one of my favorites is when you're out, you know, just walking around, if it's, you know, in a busier area and you look at a dog doing something silly or funny, they're having a good time, just being themselves. And you look up and you find that you're laughing with that other person of just how, entertaining their dog is and how much fun and goofy they're being. And uh, it's just what an ultimate connector. Uh, they really bring people together. And the thing that that really has gotten me um, more recently is, uh, you know, getting involved with the assistance dog community. It just brings it to a whole nother level when you recognize and you get involved with a community like that, uh, who really, it's very like purpose-driven training and to be able to see that independence and what it brings to their lives and the change that it makes in, in these people's lives, uh, when they bring this dog into their, into their life that serves a purpose for them. It's, uh, it's incredible. It really, you know, gosh, it's, it's incredible. I think, you know, goodness, how much dogs have made an impact on my life. And, um, you know, I, I have, you know, I have my sight, and you know, I can hear and uh, it's amazing, you know, really just it gets me every time uh, when I think about that. Yeah,
0: it's wonderful that you're able to impact the community in that way. Um, not, not just by helping with, you know, fundraising or training or whatever, but I think raising awareness about that too is so important.
1: Yeah, they're, are great people that are involved with this, as you can imagine, you know, it's just, uh, a great community. And it's it's uh, really neat to be involved with that um, newer to the West Coast. So uh, it's kind of nice to, uh, it's a nice involvement in the community. It's a great way to to uh, get to know other people, always through dogs. It's the best way, I think.
0: Well, that's it, how you're going to meet the best people.
1: <laughs> of course. Yes. No, it's just, uh, it's, it's so much fun. And, um, you know, again, it's just, there's so much out there that you can enjoy. Uh, so regardless of, you know, what your favorite things are to do. There's usually something that you can, uh, you know, get involved with with your dog, uh, exactly. which is so, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> great thing.
0: So, so I'm curious if you don't mind sharing with us um, about your online course, like kind of the technical aspects of it. Um, my, so I, my online course is about how to grow your dog's Instagram account. So it's very like technical and explaining Instagram and, you mm-hmm. know, explaining systems Which is not—it's not really that visual, Um, but I would assume for dog training, it's very visual. So, like, what are what did you have to do to put this course together, and and what were some of the challenges of getting it up and running?
1: Oh, sure, absolutely. So, yes, very visual. Um, You know, everyone learns a little bit differently, but uh, you know, online learning can be you know really advantageous, and particularly you know, with dog training, just because you can take in the information without worrying about, you know, your dog could be taking a nap while you're learning and taking in the information in a quiet environment. So I kind of like that. Um, I've enjoyed it. I know, um, you know, a lot of my friends and uh, their friends have, uh, you know, also given that feedback. But from like a technical standpoint, so a lot of it is a combination of you know me discussing what i'm about to do and a lot of it involves demos with briggs you know my trusty demo dog uh so it it takes a longer period of time for recording things like this because you're you know it's not just you and uh you know if you make a little mistake recording something you know it's involving it's involving you know a dog and so uh, working with what he's going to be capable of doing and what I can, uh, you know, how much I can realistically do in one day that's, uh, you know, still kind for him and not going to be too much for him. But, uh, you know, I've gotten, what's nice is, uh, you know, I intended this to be very lifestyle driven. So, you know, we're covering, A pretty broad range. It's intended to be kind of a starter course for higher energy breeds. So we're covering things like building focus and engagement with you, eye contact, things like that, settling calmly in your home, but also when you're out in a slightly busier environment and how we work up to that. Things like that, things like loose leash walking, readings, recalls coming when called, and then that daily physical and mental enrichment that's so important uh, for creating that, uh, that environment in your home that's a little bit quieter for them so they can learn to settle. It's okay to take a nap in your home. You don't have to be on all the time. So things like that, um, very beginner friendly. But uh, it's very demo heavy where you know, I'll give a little intro and then I bring Briggs on and I'll demo with him from step one. Um, And then we get to kind of like an intermediate level um, where then you can apply it with your own dog. And then I usually give, you know, one or two things to work on over the course of the week. And it's designed to be a weekly basis. And then it's designed to be an eight-week course. Um, But anyone can move at, you know, at their pace. If something comes up in your life that week, you go on a vacation, it's the summer. You can just hop into, you know, week two or three whenever you can get to it and uh, move along on a weekly basis.
0: And what's, what I love about online courses, too, is that you can go over the material as many times as you want. Um, yes. Or if you get a new dog, <laughs> you could go back through it again or something like that. But, you know, some mm-hmm. people, you know, you need that repetition. Um, I mean, I guess they could even download it to their phones and then listen to you while they're out, you know, trying to train the dog. There's so many different applications.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's like, gosh, you know, did I, did I hear that correctly? Did I see, you know, little you know, little details and nuances of just like where you put your hand and, and timing and things like that, if you can watch it over and over again, you know, the, the biggest goal is just getting the information out there and for it to make an impact on on people and their dogs, you know, and um, hopefully this will make it a little bit easier for people to kind of go through things and, okay, I saw the demo the first time to even, what are we even doing? Then let me look at it a second time to realize like, okay, when did she say that or where was her hand and what was, you know, what's the dog doing at that, at that exact Moment, and I try to make it as clear as I possibly can. Because gosh, there's there's um, some things that are going to be best in person, but you know I want to make sure with an online format that I take advantage of it. I try to make it as you know visually um, appealing as possible, and to kind of cater to, to um, you know as much as many different learning styles as I can, um, being remote and helping people virtually.
0: Yeah. But I think being able to watch it kind of in your own environment at your own pace is so great because like I personally get overwhelmed sometimes at group training um, because there's just so much going on in the room and there might be some like wild dogs or Mm -hmm. distracting people. Or I was at a training class one time where um, we were having our own group training and then there was a private lesson going on separately they came into our room because they wanted to train the dog where there was like a lot of distractions going on mm-hmm. and they had, and the family had two little kids and they had one of the kids riding a bicycle and the other was bouncing a ball and they're oh. all like making laps around the room. And I like Lucy was fine, but I was losing my mind. I had to leave the room because it was just like way too much, like sensory
1: overload. For yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, yes. And for the dogs too, I mean, depending on the dog, you know, that might be a tougher environment for the dog too. And I, you know, I think of this also, um, you know, for the trainers that are out there as a supplement to group classes as well. Uh, You know, this can be an addition, if somebody could use the, you know, the extra, uh, the extra knowledge and um, you know, some guidance uh, in addition to their weekly classes, you know, I feel like this could be, uh, you know, a great source of, you know, supplemental training as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. So okay, so you talked about, um, you know, the importance of, of getting this information out there. So um, how exactly are you kind of marketing this to people? I noticed your Instagram account is really great. And I I personally think you've done such a great job of incorporating this into your photos in a way that looks really natural and and fits in with all of your other, you know, dog photos and hiking photos and that kind of stuff. So how, how exactly are you telling people that this exists?
1: Oh, thanks. Well, I, I appreciate the kind words. Yes, yeah. I, uh, well, it all kind of starts, you know, with Briggs. And, um, you know, it's something that I've really enjoyed just sharing, you know, we've traveled, we hike a lot with him, uh, my fiance and I, and it's just, uh, gosh, you know, sharing that connecting with people and then when I knew that I would be, you know, launching these courses, I was like, gosh, you know, we, there's a community there. And, um, you know, it's something that I wanted to make sure that I shared with that community there. And in addition to that, um, we are, you know, we build and also, you know, an email list from that as well. So our website over at curiouscaninescom uh, that's another way that, um, you know, a lot of the message is out there and the courses are all uh, through that website. And then additionally, you know, there's a community here as well. So in addition to, you know, announcing this on social media, I'm partnering with um, some local uh, shelters and organizations so that they can share this information with new adopters, Um, you know, and so we can also, in addition to virtually announcing this and digitally announcing this, you know, is to also have this marketed uh, locally as well. Cause it's something that, you know, I'm all about. If I can just share that message and make sure that people know that this is out here as an additional resource for their dog, then uh, that's the ultimate goal, but uh, mainly on social media and uh, through the website and then uh, local marketing as well.
0: Cool. So I don't, I don't mean to get too nitty gritty, but um, just in case someone wants to work with a local shelter, how exactly do you approach them? Are these organizations that you already had a relationship with or to just kind of like walk in and say, here's what I do?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, such a good question. So I'm actually pretty new to the West Coast. So um, other than having some local trainer friends um, that also train professionally, in addition, Uh, other than the assistance dog uh, groups and therapy dog groups that I have, this was more, you know, kind of like cold calling, as you call it, you know, reaching out via email and sharing my message. So what I do is I put together a little like informational packet for them that look, you know, it goes a little bit more, you know, I I use Canva, you know, and put together, uh, different graphics. So, um, the information they can, you know, cleanly and, uh, you know, simply kind of go through that of the information and and just email them, look, this is my background. And, you know, I'd love to partner with you and, uh, have, uh, you know, have you, um, you know, recommend this resource for new adopters and, um, you know, sometimes when when people adopt a dog it might be the first time they've ever had a dog in their life or if they are seeking training resources but smaller things like even you know just coffee shops you know just going around uh, just those you know those small things as well it, it all matters of just getting that message out there but uh, yeah i just reach out via email and um uh you know explain to them what it is that i do and if they want to hop on a quick phone call with me you know and talk through a little bit more and then uh, meet in person if they're interested
0: I think that's so great. It doesn't have to be, like, so intimidating. I think sometimes we can all kind of build up these, these interactions in our head, and then you, like, get too scared to do it. Because if you spend all your day with dogs, (laughs) sometimes it's hard to, like, translate that into going and talking to
1: strangers. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And if you look at it, it's just, you know, you're just sharing, you're sharing a resource, you know, you're sharing something that you're, that you're bringing uh, to people and their dogs, and uh, when you come at it and thinking about it that way, it's it's less intimidating, and it's just a matter of getting that out there. And what's nice is you know, in the dog community, people are, are overall very welcoming. I find you know, and, yes. and kind, and um, you know, it's okay to make a mistake, and, and you're never going to get that message more clear unless you say it a couple times out loud, and just the, the you know, the empowering feeling of just saying like, "This is my business," you know, or "This is this is what I do, and I'm here to bring this to." To more people uh, you know yeah. it's it's empowering and, and to be able to say that and um, practice that it's really it's helpful and um, it's good to you know get out of your comfort zone with uh, beyond just your friends and family members of practicing that and really getting out and, and even just you know like I said just reaching out via email if you reach out to 10 people you know maybe one person will say yes you know let's meet that, that and yeah. for the other people it's just maybe it's not the right timing you know that's okay <laughs> that's that's absolutely okay maybe another time
0: Yeah, that's such good advice. Um, So in a couple minutes that we have left, I want to talk a little bit about um, the therapy dog work that you do with Briggs. So how long have you guys been a therapy dog team?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. So we, uh, you know, the first kind of step was testing for the Canine Good Citizen test with AKC. Uh, I knew that I would be, I would be moving my fiancees in the Coast Guard. And so we were about to move. Um, We were in Charleston, South Carolina, tested for CGC there with uh, Briggs was pretty young at the time. And it's something that typically people might not think of A border collie doing that, a young, uh, you know, working line border collie, but uh, he absolutely adores people. And I was like, gosh, you know, if we can uh, build on on this skill set of, you know, settling calmly on a mat and applying that to other areas. We started in Charleston, did that. And then when we moved here to California, we got involved with a therapy dog group here called Bark Therapy Dogs. They do their own testing. So we did um, a second test through them. And then now what we do is we uh, attend, uh, go to local libraries where uh, young kids can work on their reading skills. And they read the Briggs and uh, uh, a couple other dogs. Obviously, it's a big group. They uh, have other dogs. So usually there's one or two other dogs at the library with us. And uh, we bring bring our little blanket and uh, we settle calmly there. And then uh, he just absolutely loves it. He's, you know, we've worked really, really hard at that. Uh, And now he very much gets the opportunity to, you know, lay there really happily and, uh, and they're, and they're reading to him. And it's just, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's been such a neat opportunity to obviously, you know, get involved with a great community and um, also to see the power in gosh, you know, his strength and something he really enjoyed, which is people. He's such a people dog. He just, he loves, just loves children. And so gosh, you know, if we could work on these skills, like, calm greetings and settling calmly on a mat. You know, we can get out there and do this um, where we would don't have to wait until he's, until he's older. You know, we can work on these skills now.
0: Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. So are the um, visits organized through bark therapy dogs or do you have to seek out a venue yourself?
1: Yeah, they, they handle a lot of that. So they handle the logistics. So if anyone is, you know, in the Southern California area and, um, you know, they have passed the CGC exam, uh, they can that test and get titled, they can now, uh, you know, take their exam, but they, uh, you know, they're testing, they do that, uh, they're such a good organization, they, uh, they organize all of that. So um, we choose the, the library that we're going to go to, and they handle the logistics, and then um, they handle the relationship there. And uh, we show up and just enjoy some time with the kids reading to them. That is so great. They make it easy for you. <laughs> yes, it's so nice. They're a great group. And I know there's a lot of amazing therapy groups across the country and do amazing work. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great group.
0: Yeah, sounds awesome. Well, Stacey, unfortunately, we're out of time. I could, I could keep talking to you for hours. But um, tell everyone where they can learn more about you online.
1: Oh, sure. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And I, I love what you're doing. It always brings a smile. I love, I love just that happy lifestyle with with your dog. And it always brings a smile to my face. Uh, you know. and yeah, Absolutely. If there's, if there's if anyone wants to hear more and check out our courses, obviously, uh, you can head over to CuriousCanines.com, and then you can follow along with our adventures and our training journey and uh, see what we're all about um, and see what we're up to on Instagram at the Curious Collie. And uh, we're on Facebook as well at Curious Canines LLC.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.